Yo, what up, everybody? Alright, so today is uh, Tuesday. The, I believe it's December the 8th. I could be wrong on that hoe, on that date. No, it's December 8th. Um, and I want to talk about a couple things. I know last week I was unsure what I was going to do this this week's podcast about. But now I know, and I know what I want to talk about, and I and I done listened to it three, four times through. And now it's, I'm gonna hit my official review on it. But first, I gotta talk a little bit about the Vegas Raiders. Fucking amazing, amazing victory over the New York Jets. Now. The Jets are winless. And I knew we were going to beat the Jets. I, I didn't have a shred of doubt in me. I know once we got schlacked by Atlanta. And I think we were due for a schlacking because we hadn't been really schlacked. Uh, maybe you can kind of count the Bills in the in the New England game. But I think those games were a lot closer. Actually, I actually think the Falcons game was a lot closer than people give us credit for. Um... But I knew we were going to give a good effort on this Jets game. And the Jets are winless. But that's... You know you know how hard it is to win a game in the NFL? I mean... I'm, I'm one of these kind of cats. I'm one of these cats. I don't play professional sports. Uh, I'm about... 10-year-old, maybe 12-year-old, 11-year-old level of baseball. Whatever peewee league, fucking little league, fucking junior league level. Once it gets to high schoolers, I mean, I can't really can't. Like, my baseball knowledge and performance and all that just really dips to zero. Uh, basketball, I cannot be my nephew anymore I mean he's a high schooler and a little bit beyond so I cannot beat a high school straight up with that with all that juice and, and the height I can't do it uh, football I cannot do it either I mean I'm just not I'm not six foot five and I'm not 280 pounds of straight fucking the rock muscles and let alone I couldn't be even a I couldn't even be on the defense on the cornerbacks or the safeties because these motherfuckers would be catching the ball on top of me everywhere. It was just simply put it so high out of my reach, I would have no choice but to fucking be on the bench. <laughs> so, with all that said, I cannot play professional sports. However... I believe even if you are physically gifted and you're the fastest motherfucker and you're six foot three and you're the right physical peak fitness, even that you still need an attitude and a mental edge because a lot of motherfuckers are soft. Um, And I know this firsthand. I mean, like I said, I'm Osh and I pride myself as being fairly fucking good at it and um it's just amazing to see when you're the one of the biggest cats in on in in the dance floor 
And you're tearing shit up. And then nobody can really fucking... Nobody really wants to get hit. That's how I know a lot of these fucking internet freaks who talk shit on football players and and boxing and UFC uh, and in the football players and soccer and well actually I don't give a I really the only sport I really don't I mean baseball isn't really physical um it's more skill well I don't have those skills but it's not as physical um there's physical sports like basketball is a physical sport I would be getting dunked the fuck on if I was on the court in the NBA court would, the people would be dunking on me left and right and they would just be shooting over. They would really physically body me the fuck up. And I could, there wouldn't be nothing I could do about it. You know, they just cannot. You know, these motherfuckers are like 6'8". What am I going to really do? They would post me up and just fucking run my ass over every fucking play. That's just what it is, you know. So the NBA is really... I know a lot of people are like, well, it's just running. No, it's not. Uh, soccer... Yeah, you can get shorter people. There's a little bit more um, legs. Your legs got to be in incredible shape. But anyways, I know a lot of motherfuckers deep down in their soul are soft. And they cannot do the physical things. And I, and I actually think some people that are physically gifted are soft. So I know... I got interrupted. So I know motherfuckers are soft. Now, what does that translate into this Raiders-Jets game? All right, so mind you, the first three quarters, it was a seesaw battle. The Jets came out on fire in the first quarter. It looked like they were actually not going to go, you know, they were not going to go, you know, still winless. They looked like they were poised to get a win. Um... They they quickly went down the field and, and nabbed seven points on the Raiders. We went down and nabbed seven points on them fairly easy, and then they came right back and nabbed another seven to put it into fourteen to seven. We then took control of the game. I believe in the second and third quarters it was like uh they were up like twenty four to thirteen or twenty four to something like that. We were up by like. 10, we were for sure up 10 points. And then rolled around the fourth quarter. And again, I, I cannot stress this enough. Uh, these Jets players, with a lot, a lot of them with a lot of heart, uh, came out and put hung 17 points on the Raiders, making it 28-24. Maybe they, it was 15 points they hung up on us. Or I don't know how many of them. You do the math. It was 28-24. It left us with like four minutes left. And it looked, for all intents and purposes, like we were going to fucking, as the Raiders of old, we're going to take this as a giant fucking L and really wet the bed as far as the season goes. However, my offense came alive. It showed a lot of tenacity, went down, and didn't punch it in with like a minute and a half to go. The Jets... With all of the, you know, you know, you don't want to be, I've been a part of losing things in, in, you know, 
I know what it's like to fucking watch a show derail, you know, one of your favorite shows like, you know, The Walking Dead or something. And you're just like, well, damn, like, and I, and I know, and I've seen companies go under, there's companies I like, like Circuit City. And sometimes you just cannot stop the, the wave or the momentum. And I get it. I, you know, I totally get it. But, you know, that doesn't mean people aren't trying. And I get myself a person in the company. Sometimes, you know, every fucking thing goes wrong. You know, equipment breaks down. Somebody doesn't pay you on time. You know, this person quits or fucking this, you know, you got a cancellations or it's weather. And sometimes you get hit with all of it and you're like, well, fuck, it takes the really the fucking fun out of working. But, you know, you keep grinding. It's just part of the process. You just keep fucking grinding. And, you know, the Jets and the Jets players, I mean, there's a handful of players, maybe even more, maybe half of the team, maybe most of the team on the Jets are playing for their NFL careers. You know, whether or not they win a fucking game this season or not, they're still fucking playing for the next year. They're playing for whatever, you know, just to fucking play. This is their livelihood. So they were poised to win. And I know a lot of people are like, well, they're still winless. You know, comedy of errors, blah, blah, blah. They had the ball and they were really trying to fucking run the game out on the Raiders. And we're just... We had to call a bunch of timeouts there. And they left us. They kicked the ball back to us with like 40 seconds. And we had to... You knew what we had to do. We had to fucking hell marry that shit. Because there was no... We didn't have no timeouts. So we could not catch the ball. And like take our sweet ass time. Do shit. You just can't. It's one of those situations. Um, And lo and behold... We fucking threw Hail Mary and completed it with like five seconds left. Um, And to me, that kind of was a turning point for this Raiders team and organization in Vegas that, you know what? A lot of shit went wrong in that game. You know, we had not, the stat was we had not beat the Jets in New York since like 96. Like seven straight times. Fuck a yawn But you know what It's it's one of those things man You know we were due You know it was just a There was just a lot of If you get down to the nuts and bolts of this fucking thing Where we do had it been Fucking 20 years uh, Actually 96, 2006 16 24 years I can't fucking believe it 24 fucking years ago Since 96 yeah, I was born. I was eleven years old. The last time the the fucking Raiders had won in at New Jersey, unbelievable, bro. Like, so when I when you sit down and look at the nuts, maybe we had a little curse. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we had a little fucking, you know, just a little, just whatever. Like we, you know, couldn't get over the hump. But we got over the hump. But, you know, it's just one of these things. Like, I can't really explain it to you if you don't really care about sports. And you don't really give a shit about this, that, or the other thing. But I can explain it to you like this. Uh, you know, sometimes there's just some things, you know. For instance, I'll never buy a PT Cruiser again because them bitches break down. 
So even if they reinvent the PT Cruiser, I'm going to be the first one to not fucking buy it. So there, there's a little bit of a... What's the word I'm looking for? Superstitious things about it, you know. You know, maybe it's just they, had, they just got their number, you know. Some people, you know, even in fighting, you know, beat up everybody, but then they get get to some person they just fumble you know the same thing with guys and girls you know you could be talking to so many girls and then you meet the one or meet this one and boom you just can't all of a sudden the words aren't there like they're just how it is it's just one of those things we had one in new york since it was since 96 and uh yeah man it was just fucking it was wild like so but it really the, the team had a lot of heart so i was kind of you know, excited about that. We completed a Hail Mary. We're now sitting at seven and five. We played the Colts, and I think we're going to crush these Colts. Uh, we're going to shellac them. Uh, I think we're really going to come out and really put us back into the playoff. I had us winning out. We're going to finish eleven and five. See how close I am to that. I hope we don't pick up no more L's. We shouldn't. Uh, we're capable of not, but I I fully expect us to get to the double digit victories and I think to a little playoff run and it started really with this Jets game that Hail Mary really really bolstered the team that we can win that we can fucking win again like we had not won in like two weeks we lost to the Chiefs and we lost to the Falcons the ugly loss well the Chiefs wasn't that ugly but the Falcons was ugly loss but the Jets win was a really like I said it was a really really boosted I think even me as a fan, I have, like, not seen... You know, I, I'm used to seeing Aaron Rodgers throw them Hail Marys. Fucking Detroit throwing them Hail Marys. Um, some of these, you know, Mahomes throwing these Hail Marys. The New York Giants... But you don't see it out of um, the Raiders. And let alone convert it. Let alone seal the game. You just don't see that shit. Seattle be doing that. You know, Seattle be throwing the ball up with the with the or Russell Wilson be throwing it up with the. As a matter of fact, everybody says Russell Wilson is this great quarterback. I think his receivers are better than he is. I think he just throws it to them and they go and make a play on the ball. I think he's like they're down there somewhere, and I and I really think their car kind of did the same thing. It was like fuck it, my guy's gonna be down there. He'll catch. <laughs> So I, you know, that's just kind of how I feel about that Raiders. But that is that, you know, I'm still watching One Piece. So I'm, as soon as I finish off all these Netflix episodes, I'm going to go back and redo this. The One Piece talk. Um, I'll save that for another episode of this. But what I really wanted to get into, what I really want to talk about is a one Mr. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, you know, you know, um, in his latest release, um, you know, the Lutimo uh, Tour de Vine. What is this shit called? It is called El Ultimo Tour de, del Mundo. El Ultimo Tour de mundo, del Mundo. And with that, Lucy translated the last world tour. What does that mean for him? I don't know. Is it his way of exiting the scene? Maybe, maybe not. I don't think he's done with music, per se. 
I, I've been, I see, I was hearing on the Twitter heads that this is his last album. And he's not making no more music. He, I think he's already done like five albums. Uh, as a matter of fact, I could look at it. He's got. He's got Los Que No Iban a Salir. He's got YHLQ MDLG. He's got Oasis. And he's got XCNRP or PRE. Which I would think means Puerto Rico, but I'm not sure. So he's got the five albums there. And that's. The that is the record label record companies. That's what they do. You sign up for five albums or whatever. So he's fulfilled the commitment on the five albums, and I think he's done it. I think he did it relatively fucking fast. Within a couple of years, he pumped out all these albums. Uh, but I started getting into Bad Bunny about a year ago, maybe. Two years ago when Mijenta came out with uh, J Balvin and Beyonce And I was like who the fuck are these uh, Random ass And at that time it was really random These random ass fucking Mexican dudes Or I didn't I thought they were Mexican Who the fuck are these fucking dudes Speaking Spanish with Beyonce Singing a a random ass jam Like who the fuck And so I kind of heard of Bad Bunny then J Balvin and so on Osuna and a couple of other names that are kind of I think now the leaders of reggaeton and I actually think Bad Bunny is now on top of the mole hill he's on no not even the mole he's on top of the mountain uh, he's got the number one album in the world uh, and I you know what I this is the first album that came out I was like okay well I'm gonna listen to it because number one because I was like okay I've been loosely intrigued by Bad Bunny shit for uh, a minute now like I've been hearing songs here and there uh, MIA and, and a couple of other songs you know and it's finally it's finally it was like it finally hooked me I was like alright let me get a listen of what is fucking going on here um, and I listened to the the last world tour, and you know what I'm gonna say? It's a really good album. Um, he's got a number of songs that to me are is you know what? Let me just pause this for a second here before I even get into the songs. Um. I think he's actually on the cusp of something really, really, um, and maybe he won't cross into that threshold, but I think he's on the cusp of something even bigger than fucking Ricky Martin, than um, Jennifer Lopez. Than, than Pitbull was uh, Bigger than Daddy Yankee He I think it, it To me it's really hard To say what he would be lacking To put him over that hump And to get Every American and everybody in the world Which is kind of hard to say Now that he's not But I, I can kind of see 
If you're sitting in fucking Dakota, you might not know who Bad Bunny is. Um, but you probably do know who Jennifer Lopez is. You probably do know who Ricky Martin is. Ricky Martin and Jennifer Lopez and Christina Aguilera and a couple of the others, you know, Pitbull, these Latin stars, got this fame. And then they're, but it's big fame, you know. Um, but I think he's like at the threshold where like, maybe he's not, see Mike, my, my mother does not know who Bad Bunny is. Uh, uh, my brother does not know who Bad Bunny is. I told him about him, but I don't think he knows who he is. However, my mother and brother do know who Ricky Martin is. They do know who Jennifer Lopez is and they've heard the songs. Uh, and it's one of those things, you know, you got to, they, they worked at it, they built at it over the years. And, but I think Bad Bunny is right on that cusp of breaching that threshold. Um, and not only is he right on the cusp, but I think he's like knocking on the fucking door. I think he's like, he just, I think it's just a matter of moments before he bursts through that hole and fucking lands on. A global movement similar to like NSYNC and similar to like the K-pop that's going on right now. Um, he's right at, he's right there. Uh, and, and I gotta say, the album, the El Ultimo Tour del Mundo, uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal album. Uh, I listened to it, I've now listened to it probably like five times already. And I gotta say, there's not a bad song on it. The um, uh, the first song to me, it's really good. Uh, I think it's uh, "El Mundo Es Mío" or something like that. Right, let me pull it up real quick. It is, yeah, "El Mundo Es Mío." That loosely translates to "The World Is Mine." Or in if you're not familiar, that's some Scarface shit. You know, the the world is you. You know, that's where it, I think it's kind of coming from, leading to going where it's at. And the song is really good. It's a really good opener. It's like two or three minutes. Um, and more, it's more featured, but the music behind it is good. Okay, this is another thing. See, I don't really. They're they're going by uh, music urbano or reggae. There's re, oh, there's also reggaeton. There's also Latin pop. There's all. But he to me is, he is an American hip hop artist. Well, no, actually, the music is an American hip hop music with just him on the vocals. See, this is what the music quality of this album is not. It's not reggaeton. The reggaeton that Daddy Yankee was pushing out and actually made it back in those days. But, you know, but he actually pushed up to another level. But he was more reggaeton, uh, you know, the Barrio Fino and, and uh, the big El Cartel and... You know, those albums, <laughs> his first two or three or four albums, Daddy Yankee was more in the vein of what reggaeton was doing. But the, the music for 
Bad Bunny's album has got a more of an, of an American feel to it. Uh, the music is clean. Most of the songs, the music is clean. You like if you're listening to, and it's not like if you're listening to some whack ass rapper. Like I'm not gonna drop no names, but. His music is clean and it's pretty like if it was like if this music was intended for an Ariana Grande or or if it was intended for like you know J. Cole or Drake or, or Future, it was like it was music that was intended for one of them, a huge American star, and they were like, Well, fuck it, we'll give Bad Bunny this music. And have him drop his vocals on it. And it, you know what? It, it meshes really, really well. Um, I gotta say. That I, I probably like. I, I like. I, I downloaded like half the album. The songs I really, really like. Because I'm trying to. Get accustomed to those songs. So that way I can get. Accustomed to the rest of his discography. Which I'm gonna go back and take a listen to now that, now that I've built up, like I said, I probably I probably knew like three or four songs from him, but you know, it's one of those things where I kind of feel like I start paying attention to music once I hear a song, two or three songs, and you're like, all right, well, let me check out and finally see what the rest of it is like, unless I see it live in person and I'm absolutely floored like I'm like whoa like that's what I do with hardcore music like I won't really venture out too much into the heart because a lot of it isn't translated well live uh, sometimes the bands sound good live and you go back and like wow this fucking album sounds like shit and you wouldn't you don't really care um uh, Everybody has a fucking album. There's anybody that they have multiple. It's like, well, you know, it's one of those things. Um, but either way, like this, the, his, uh, the last world tour is fucking, is fucking good. Uh, like I said, about half of it. I I really like Antes que se Cave. That that song was probably that song to me is probably his best song. On the album, even though uh, some of the other songs are start, I think that song to me is probably is probably for sure it's my favorite. But to me, I think that is his best song uh, on the album. You know, I like Booker T as well. Uh, Treyas, Hoy um, Cobre, Te Mudaste. There's a fucking gang of songs and I gotta say like this is only after listening like four or five times give me give me like another year of listening to these songs off and on off and on uh Maldita Pobreza is really good um there's just a ton of good songs on this, on it's a really really phenomenal I mean it, if the Musica Urbano or the Urbano Latino whatever the fuck reggaeton if they really want to fucking compete for some big big fucking money dollars and just for the fame and for some fucking big 
you know, boss moves. Like that Daddy Yankee really started. Uh, actually, you know what? He he wasn't the, the origin. I think Don Omar and and uh, a couple other people before him were. But he really wasn't in Yandel. But he really took Puerto Rico and really took the reggaeton on his back and put it really out there on a fucking on a level that had not that reached the states. It reached. You know, a global presence, I think. He set the table, but Bad Bunny now set the bar. The bar is now as fucking high. And I and I really expect some of these reggaeton artists coming up are now gonna You're gonna hear more of it because I, I think this Bad Bunny album was it's fucking tremendous, man. I mean like it's got air it got everything you would want out of a good pop singer's album like I, like I mentioned like a like a Drake or a or or an Ariana Grande or or Lady Gaga or you know a Beyonce or fucking a Future or or Post Malone it's got every element of what makes their albums and he's got it speaking a whole entirely different language you know maybe it's just a little language barrier here but that didn't that didn't stop Ricky Martin. It didn't stop uh, Shakira. It has not stopped J Lo. Has not stopped a number of artists. So I imagine him, if he's to drop more music, which I don't know because I've been hearing that it's kind of it's kind of you know kind of he's maybe he's done making music, but if he does, and he get the same quality and he works. In a few features, American features, and you were in some really, really top name, you know, producers. They can take this. He could put that shit in the orbit. And when I mean in the orbit, I mean him talking. We're talking household. We're talking a household name in the states. Talking a household name in fucking South America, Mexico. You're talking a household name in Europe, uh, uh, Russia, and he. I think he could dominate because. The reggaeton dominates in fucking, you know, the Asian culture as well. I don't know why. That's one thing I don't, you know, I didn't, I don't quite, kind of quite grasp why reggaeton is huge in, in the Asian market, but it is. Like, they just eat that shit up. Um, and then in the case in point, I mean, you can see it. Uh, in a lot of Daddy Yankee's videos, you know, just the, the, it just goes hand in hand. I don't know if it's the culture or what. Um, especially in the Gasolina music video, you gotta watch. If you haven't seen the actual video to Gasolina, you gotta watch it. And, you know, it's just one of those things, man. I mean, even the Fast and Furious is not. They dabble in it as well. I mean, that's where kind of where the Gasolina came. You know, just to hit all the right moves at the right time. But it's one—it's one of these things. Like, I—if you haven't listened to the album, I take a listen to it. It's phenomenal. Like I said, I think it's trending at number one on Billboard in the world. It just came out like a week ago, maybe not—not not quite a week and a half ago. Um, and it's a phenomenal album. Like, I'm blown away. I was like. Fuck, these are some 
I I'm I can digest it a little bit more and enjoy it a little because I understand what he's saying most of the time. Um, obviously, his to me his vocal his vocals. Bad Bunny is not an acquired taste, but he is, and I've got to say. If you don't speak the language, he's just a lot of slang in the vocals. And it's a lot of, you know, it goes kind of fast, but he's not that fast. But what I'm trying to say is, it, it's, it'd be, for me, it's, I, like, I, I understand about 70% of the lyrics. And other stuff just kind of goes by me, and I'm not like, I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck he was saying right there. And I can even look at the lyrics, and I still wouldn't hear what he's saying in my head, because I don't know every Spanish word. So if you don't speak Spanish, or you don't know, the music is good enough to get you hooked, and even you can pick out some words like, oh, he's saying this or saying that. Um, and you can build off of that if you, if you just give it a listen. But like like I said, this is it's a home run album. I, I a home. I, a matter of fact, I even think a grand slam. He hit the shit out the park. Uh, and I and I really think that I think he cemented himself now as being an uber megastar out of Puerto Rico. Um, I still haven't figured out why Puerto Rico has all dominated the music, especially the Latino music. In general, because um, I know there's got to be some Mexican rappers, uh, but the reggaeton that has come out of Puerto Rico, uh, like I said, Don Omar, Wizen Yandel, and Looney Tunes, and a bunch of other cats, Daddy Yankee, um, Archangel, uh, Archangel, and todo. Uh, you got a lot of cats out there, and then Bad Bunny, Azuna. But I, I think I think Bad Bunny passed those motherfuckers way up. Uh, Osuna, uh, J Balvin, and so on and so forth. Like I, I he he fucking obliterated. He he is the face of all of that now, and I think he's even surpassed Daddy Yankee to me as far as overall talent. Uh, Daddy Yankee is talented, not, no knock. To the Yankee, to the DY, uh, he's had he had a phenomenal. It, he has a phenomenal catalog. I have not listened to the last, and I, that's one thing I want to talk about. Listening to Bad Money, I went. I've started going back, and I was like, okay, well, let me see where Dad, where I left off with Daddy Yankee. I left off at Mundial. Uh, I listened to Barrio Fino, but Mundial came out, and I never listened to it, and I never listened to. The one that's pink And the one after that And then now he's not making any more Albums solo He's just doing features And so on and so forth Um I stopped listening at some point But he also kind of I think fell off a little bit Not as far as his His artistry or nothing But I think The music was trending away from him As far as being kind of Like in a little bit like there was a point when he was in and he was it and then it kind of there's other players out there and now Bad Bunny is 
it. He is. People are listening to him, and I think that's good for Daddy Yankee that he's. He is now on the. You know. He is now. I think he can now officially. Tip his hat, and you know, in. And, and, you know, possibly exit the scene. I don't know what Daddy Yankee's up to, personally. I'm not that man's manager. I mean, maybe he's got all the money. Maybe he just wants to relax, man. I mean, so, you know, it's one of these things. I mean, shit, if I hustled hard for 15, 20 years and I got 100, I mean, I want to enjoy, enjoy that 100, man. I don't want to be fucking on tour all my life. You want to relax, you know, you made it. You know, obviously you want to keep your, you know, a little stash, a little pocket in case, you know, drop an album or something. But I think Daddy Yankee can now relax. And then now that I think Bad Bunny has now cemented, if he hasn't already, he's now cemented that the musical Urbana, it wasn't just a one off. Uh, there was a lot of shit like one off. To me, kind of like uh, Sai with Gangnam Style was kind of a one off, like this pop. But then the K pop. You know, BTS came up, but it, I mean, BTS. I I don't know any songs, but I just know people like them, and I I hear some of them. As my I watched them on the New Year's New Year's countdown like a year ago, and I was kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. But uh, you'd hate to see that whole music just drop right there, and like, you know, Gangnam Style was a one hit side kind of was a one hit BTS is now this whole movement hopefully but you would want to see another artist or two I'd like to see it another artist or two you know come out of that you know maybe even three maybe you know just for a while you want to kind of see K-pop come out of it you know but I think a a music uh Musica Urbano, Reggaeton, or whatever whatever name you want to give it, I think really, this is the time, I think, for all Latinos uh, to really take back hold of the music. I mean, we've been scarce. There was a moment there where there was none. And then, then there was. And there was Pitbull and Daddy Yankee kind of came around the same... Uh, Timestamp, you know, Daddy Yankee happened to be, and between those two, between Daddy Yankee and Pitbull, they're both hated on equally by my friends and family here. They clown on uh, Papa Yankee and they clown on Pitbull. I see the memes, you know, but Pitbull had it going for. A number of years with undeniable hits, um, and Daddy Yankee really brought a whole entire genre of music to the forefront. Between them two, uh, I give a slight edge as an artist lyrically. Daddy Yankee, Daddy Yankee got lyrics for days, and that man can rap fast as fuck. Like he don't fucking skip a beat. Like that motherfucker is a machine gun vocally. Pitbull is like a shotgun. 
and Pip, but that's kind of how Pitbull was brought up with Little John. I mean, he took Little John's formula and turned it into a fucking success. As a matter of fact, Little John was all over Pitbull's shit for a number of years. And I don't blame him. Um, Pitbull was a fucking cash cow. And I, you know, in, in, I think Pitbull actually recognized, okay, Little John gave me my, you know, he gave me this. Why am I going to, you know, and I, you know, I don't know if they're still buddies. I don't know if there's, you know, still kicking it. I don't know. They still talk about fucking shit that happened like fucking 15, 20 years ago now. But you know what? You know, Little John gave him a, a boost and he took off and he ran with that shit. And he was a uber megastar. And I know a lot of people make fun of him. But I actually think that comes out of Pitbull's camp. I think Pitbull himself is a more relaxed, chill kind kind of dude. And I think he actually likes those memes. Um, <laughs> especially the ones like that are, are really clowning him personally. Because they're not done with, in bad taste. They're done to make you fucking laugh. And I, I, think, I think people see his memes. They make fun of it. And they talk about his songs. They talk about what song... You know, the meme that they just shared is... Uh, you're you're enter hell and, and Pitbull's playing. What song do you what song is on? I was like, okay, well, I mean, if I was in hell, me personally, if I was in hell and Pitbull was on, uh, I throw on his his instant fucking hints and have a fucking party. I'd be snorting coke off a bitch's ass and getting my dick wet. I'd be fucking uh, smoking weed and having an orgy in hell. I mean, I, that's just what. I mean, if you're already in hell, you might as well just fucking. And might as well just keep the party going. But between the two, I think lyrically and more, if you're talking about the harder rapper, it's obviously it's Daddy Yankee. If you're talking about who's the more megastar, I think it's actually Pitbull. He's got more fans. And that's possibly because he's got a lot of songs in English. But he threw in enough Spanish to make it make it Latino and bring up all these uh, there is not a Latina and there is not even a white person in America who does not know who Pitbull is that's his that's his mark on music um, he's going to be tied you know it's going to be so interesting to see Pitbull's uh, music being played at weddings 20 years from now 30 years from now you know like they do with uh, Vicente Fernandez. You're going to hear Pitbull shit. You know. Especially when it comes down to the party. You're going to hear that shit for the next 20, 30, 40 years. I'll be an old man still talking about Pitbull. Um, especially in the Latino community. We're. Uh, you know. Me and my family. And my friends. We just. We're Latino. There's a lot of. In California is mostly Latino. That means. And we're not going. I'm not moving to fucking. Uh, Kentucky where there's no you know I'm not even sure there's no Mexicans there but I, I bet you if I go to Florida in you know, the club you're going to hear Pitbull shit forever uh, you know especially backyard parties and barbecues and DJs throwing on a classic you don't need to hear his shit every day like it was on the radio every day for like three years over here four years five years whatever his run was but you're going to hear it sprinkled in 
and I and and that and that goes all the way back to what I was saying. Bad Bunny, I think, uh, is at that level now. I think if he does come out with more music, I I truly believe that he's gonna be the next face of all Latin music of all. He he is a face now. He's just not like I like I said. My problem. My mother does not know who he is. Maybe some white folks don't. Maybe some black folks don't. But they will know. Uh, and I think the COVID really kicked everybody's ass. But as soon as the COVID is over, uh, his shit is gonna be bumping in clubs and backyard parties and quinceañeras for fucking. A while, and I think he is just gonna keep his shit pumping on the radio. Uh, they, you know, he's he's about like I said, he's about ready to hit to break the threshold. So I'm kind of like, damn, like his his album is really good. Um, you know, even the even the last song, Cantares de Navidad, uh, Tres. Dakiri, La Droga, you know, La, La Noche de, de Anoche, uh, Maldita Pobreza, Hoy Cobre. It, it, a lot of these songs are fucking hard, yo. Hard as fuck. Um, but, okay, to the to the music, and he, he blends a lot. I mean, he, he if you like Post Malone, and you like, and you know some Spanish, you gotta give Bad Bunny a listen, because this album... It fucking shits on Post Malone's album. Uh, that man, that, uh, Bad Bunny is fucking talented. Uh, he goes from being a rapper to fucking a singer to uh, a really good... I mean, his vocals are good, too. His vocals are clean. Uh, that's something that's hard to cut. And he's got... He kind of got that little, like, future kind of... You know, vibe to him as well. You know, maybe even a little bit of Jay Z um, type of uh, how he flows a little bit. And, and like I said, you know, I, I I'm now a fan, and I'm gonna go back and listen to some of his older shit. Like I've already started uh, listening to some of his older shit. I'm gonna give it all of this now. Uh, and it just it like I said that the fucking album is good, man. I mean, it just kind of blew me away. Like, like I think this was the time. This was the album for me. That like, I was like, all right, I'm gonna listen to it in its earnest. Because you know, I have been, he's been there. He's been there for me. He's been there for a little bit. I just you know, if you know me, metal is big. I my foot is on the pedal to the metal. I'm most metal and hardcore. Deathcore. I've been listening to a lot of Lorna Shore lately. Uh, as a matter of fact, I listen to all three Lorna Shore albums, and I'm about to go listen to some of their EPs and other bullshit that they got. But that's what I listen to on the day to day basis. And when I'm, I've been picked backing up. I pick, I pick back up working out, and you know, I, I it's all I listen to is heavy metal. Um. But occasionally, I, I'm a fan of music in general. I, I kind of enjoy sitting and listening to music. Uh, and it's every so often you fucking find an album. You're like, 
Bro, this shit fucking blowing me, blowing my mind right now. Uh, you know, that was a case with, you know, early Pitbull, a fucking early Daddy Yankee. It was a case with, um, you know, this album, Bad Bunny's album. It was a case with, you know, just, uh, you know, Lady Gaga's album, you know. Lady Gaga's, like, first, you know, two or three albums, Art Pop, you know, and Below. Like, I was, like, just absolutely blown away. Uh, Mary the, or, uh, you know, the album Mary the Night, I think it's Born This Way. Uh that's just what it is. Like, as a matter of fact, Aura to me, Aura is like one of the top songs. That I fucking I can't get over that song. Sometimes, um, you know, the fame, the fame monster. Just all of, like some. Sometimes those albums hit you at different times. You you stop and take a listen to it. Like Lady Gaga, I was everybody was talking about her left, right, left, right, up, down, back and forth. You know, back she's. Transgender, she's not. She's fucking wearing food and blah blah blah. And finally, I was like, "All right, enough of this bullshit. Let me listen and see what the fuck. If it's any good." And I was like, "Bro, this fucking album's got bangers. Like every fucking song is a banger. Like it literally every fucking song from Alejandro to fucking Telephone, Poker Face, all of it. Like Bad Romance." Um, Paparazzi, like every fucking other, every fucking song is a major hit, and then every song in between is a hit as well. Like, like, bro, like, what the fuck? Like, all right. And then I listen to you know, Born This Way and in Art Pop, and to me, it's like, fuck, like, yeah, fucking Lady Gaga is fucking talented, and that just 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 what it is, like, you know. Sometimes people like some random shit. I like some random shit. Uh, and this Bad Bunny shit is fucking good. Like, this shit is blowing me away, too. Like, like I expect Bad Bunny now to be played at the quinceañeras. You know, just like how Pitbull was and how Daddy Yankee was, you know. Some of his songs. A Bad Bunny is now more... You see, there's a little bit of difference between Daddy Yankee and, and Bad Bunny. Daddy Yankee's a little bit more on the rap. Pitbull's a little bit more on the English, but a little bit more like the horny music. Like, I don't know, his music is made more for like a club. You wouldn't necessarily have your mom in, be singing, dancing with your mom to those songs or dancing with your sister, you know. At a quinceanera type of songs. But they are kind of party songs. But they're different kind of party. Bad Bunny is kind of good. This is kind of like... Family. But Latino family. But it could be anybody's family. Type of music. He's kind of in the blend. Of... It could be a little bit... Rap. It could be a little bit pop. It could be a little bit party. But I like... It's right... Like I said... this The fucking album is right... On the vein of fucking everything good. That That's why I'm saying that the album is fucking phenomenal, man. So, I've been talking at length about the album. Go go fucking listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, the album is fucking amazing. Um, even if you don't even understand the fucking Spanish or, or the fucking... That they're speaking. 
Listen to it and put it on full blast. And let some of that shit hit you. And you'll see what I'm talking about. I know some people like listen to the song and tune out. Because it's not what they want to listen to. But listen to it for like at full blast. You gotta Sometimes you got to listen to albums at full blast in your car. And just let it ride one time through. And you'll be like, what the fuck? At least that's what I felt. And, and I'm sure it's the number one album in the world. Uh, I, I'm not I'm not wrong in saying that it's fucking a phenomenal album. So that's it for this episode. Uh, up next, I don't know what we're talking about, but uh, um, kind of watching this shit on Netflix called Lost or uh, not Lost Worlds. What is it called? Other planets or some alien bullshit. I've already watched like three episodes. Kind of cool. Kind of corny. I'm also watching One Piece still. Um, interesting Godzilla news. You know, touch on that for a second. Godzilla vs. King Kong is now officially going to be streamed one way or the other. We're either getting that shit on HBO Max or Netflix. But I think the... I think what's happening is Warner Brothers and Legendary are at a disagreement on the streaming service. Maybe rightfully so. But Warner Brothers, because they have a whole slate of movies that should have come out this year and that are coming out next year. They want to put all... I I heard they got 17 movies on the ticket and they want to put them to stream uh, because there's just no room in the theaters next year for, for fucking like 50 blockbusters. There's just not. Especially with people not being able to afford maybe going to the movie theaters next year as well. They're trying to catch it from this year. So the 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 heads and these big these big time movie heads, the problem lies on this. They're basically only going to get the money back for these movies. That Godzilla costs 160 million. They're only willing to pay like 200 million, so they're only making 40 million. Now, what I think is going to happen is they're going to put them to stream. They're going to come to stream no matter what. But I think they're trying to find a way because Disney Plus is probably has the road there. You pay for the streaming, but then like to see Mulan. You had to pay $15 extra to watch it, like, when it first came out. And I think that's going to be the case with some of these movies. Like, you're going to get the HBO Plus Pass or HBO Max, whatever it is, app, whatever. But you're probably going to have to pay, like, 9 bucks to watch some of these movies. But they are going to be there streaming uh, for a while until you can get it on, like... So, so I think at which point then it will get to Netflix and get to DVD and so on and so forth. So Godzilla should be coming out pretty soon. I'm kind of excited. Wait, I'm waiting for some trailers. I want to see a fucking trailer. And when I, when I mean that, I want to see a fucking, I want to see like a fucking two and a half, three minute trailer. That's really what the fuck I want to see. I want to see what, because I'm willing to pay for it. I was going to fucking buy a, a IMAX movie theater ticket anyways. So they better fucking show me some shit before I spend some hard-earned cash on this HBO Max or fucking illegally stream it from somewhere. But I want to see some shit. I mean, I'm willing I'm willing to shell it out if the movie is good, if it looks fucking amazing. So 
I said that's it for this episode, guys. I'll catch you. I'll catch up with you guys next week with some more news and some more, some more, uh, some more fucking interesting topics. All right, I'm out.